It's time to slip the needle in the groove and crack open a delicious bottle of wine because the Wine and Vinyl Club is here. Once a fortnight, Chris, Christian and myself, David, discuss a classic record and choose some delicious wines or cocktails that we think perfectly match it. We hope to pique your curiosity to listen to an album again, maybe help you choose something different when you're in the liquor store, but most of all, to have a laugh with us on the Wine and Vinyl Club. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Wine and Vinyl Club Season 3, Episode 6, I believe this is. It is indeed. And tonight we are listening to what, David? We are recording on a Friday night. We've preloaded with vodka cocktails and we're in the mood to party. Tonight, the Wine and Vinyl Club gets ready for the weekend with Calvin Harris. Before we go on, guys, I'm not bringing a drink tonight. You guys are on the booze, right? So you guys gotcha. have got stuff. Yep. However, I felt like I needed to bring something. Wow. Bintang. Bintang. Why? Why are we going to Bintang? Because to me, this album is 100% sitting on the beach in Southeast Asia or at a nightclub in Southeast Asia, full moon party, festival holiday. And what do you drink? You drink Bintangs. So have a stubby full of Bali's finest. Cheers. I've- Cheers. I've never had a bintang in my life. Yeah, this is my first bintang as well. You've got to be kidding I've me. I've never been to Bali. Never been to Bali. No. Oh, my goodness. Bali's one of them, but it could be Tiger. It could be Singer. It could be any one of those delicious slash terrible beers that you drink <laughs> in Southeast Asia while you're partying. And this is what this album is to me. So, while we're talking about this album, let's let's have a little bintang. Actually, it's going down really well. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm at an Ibiza Having an Amstel. There you go. Same vibe. And there is definitely a bit of the Ibiza vibe going Absolutely. So I've brought a drink for tonight. Mm. Mine is a modern classic cocktail, a Cosmopolitan. It's a simple cocktail. It smacks of, for me, preloading. You know, you want to have a drink before you go out for the main event. Yep. Then you can't go wrong with a Cosmo. It'll get you drunk, but at the same time, it's not hard to make and it tastes good. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I view this album. It's not the main event, but it's okay. It's the amused bush. That's my vodka-based preloading drink. What about you, Christian? Reminds me of my first girlfriend. She had an amused bush oh, too. You got there before oh, me. <laughs> okay, so I brought in a German Pinot Noir, a 2018 Pinot Noir from the Remstahl region in Württemberg, Germany, which is just near Stuttgart. In the south. In the south of Germany. Mm. I went funky because this album for me is funky. And what's a wine that's funky? It's a Pinot. I didn't get oh, a lot of funk from this album. Yeah. I got funk. We're going we're gonna to clash heads as we always oh, do. Again, Dave. Oh, no, there's no funk in this album. There's some there, disco there's in there. Maybe one track perhaps. But right? yeah. Well, funk for you is one thing and funk for me is another. That's true. It's all true. about opinion yeah. here. Okay. We all know we've got the right one. So... <laughs> All right, perhaps we should talk about some stats. So for Ready for the Weekend, the release date, August the 14th, 2009. Dave, can I just stop you there? That's my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. I so know Calvin you... did that for my birthday. It's always about you. Isn't that good? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. That's all right. The label, Fly Eye and Columbia. Producer was Calvin Harris. Genre, electronic dance. Number of tracks, 14. 
Was it 14? A few too many as well, yeah. I think. And the length, 52 minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah, Don't long. really think we needed that. There were four singles off this album. Critical acclaim, mixed. Metacricket. Yeah. Metacricket. Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> it's this Vintang. I can't speak. Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting worse. I also can't see. My glasses are right yeah, perched are. on the very end. What's of happening to your off. ear, Dave, too? Something's going on I with that. I can't hear. I can't see. I can't speak. It's good. I'm Get one a, of those monkeys. <laughs> you need a bullet. The, oh, yeah, just, just put me out of my misery. Metacritic gives it a score of 65, which I suppose is a pass mark. And generally, the thought amongst the critics was it was simplistic, a little bit uninspired, lightweight, but fun. Something that would get you ready for the weekend. It debuted at number one in the UK album charts and then dropped out very quickly. Mm. And it certified gold in Britain, selling 274,000 copies. But it took five years to get there. So not the biggest of albums no. in the world. Initial thoughts about this album? I've got some thoughts. I did a lot of my growing up and my maturation. Dude, that's a good word. In the 90s in London. And for no, me- didn't. He didn't grow up. He'd never grown up in his life. (laughs) Well, all right. I did a lot of my maturation. Why am I saying maturation? Like a fine cheddar. (laughs) Like a a musty, fine, mouldy cheddar. (laughs) Can we talk about the 90s dance and house scene? Ministry of Sound. Yep. Boy George. Doof Doof. Alternate. Faithless. Prodigy. This just took me back to the 90s. Oh, okay. You got a 90s vibe from it. I didn't get that. I did. To me, I would want to listen to this in two places, either in the club or in a gym. Although I reasonably enjoy it, this is not an album I would put on just to listen to. Yeah, it's not sonical as one of my words, but (laughs) it does get into you and cause you to move. I really love dance music. And I remember when this album came out and I was in my mid-20s and thinking, this is crap dance music. Because it's pop music, but it's dance pop I wanted dance music made for nightclubs, not for the charts. I was a bit of a snob with any other dance music that wasn't serious dance music, which might surprise you because that's generally my attitude towards anything that's fun. You? Were you you an Armand Van Helden fan? No, I hated it. That was too poppy for me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this album, when I listen to it, it's of that time. All Mm. the dance music that was around in nightclubs and stuff was this kind of dance music. And they all kind of sound a bit samey-samey, but- Calvin was the boss. He was like the biggest of them all. So maybe everyone just sounded like him. They were trying to emulate his sound. And you hear some of the songs on it. They were huge, massive tracks. Yeah. So I decided to review this differently. And for every song, it either got a tick or a cross in terms of making me dance. So did I find myself when I was listening to the song moving? Yep. So when we talk about the tracks, I'm going to say tick or cross. Okay. For me, if I was up on the dance floor and one of his tracks came on, I wouldn't get off. I'd stay up there and dance. There's one song on this album that would get me on the dance floor, and that's Dizzy Rascal. And that's because I like Dizzy Rascal. Oh, no, Dave. Yeah, no, I do. I just love this album. You can put it on while you're doing the dishes. You can put it on while you're in the shower. Sounds like a VB ad. You can put it on when you're in the car. (laughs) You can put it on when you're working in the yard. You can put it on when you're folding your laundry. I've got it on right now. And I would say that this album is better listened to loud. Oh, yeah. So, last night, I vacuumed and mopped the floors with this playing. And, and did was, you have a bit of a wiggle yeah, on? Yeah, so yeah. I, was, I was doing my ticks and crosses in that one because it's one of the final In listens. your underwear, I hope. Uh, yeah, I think I had a shirt on. 
Nah, I probably didn't. <laughs> but I got some movement done with the vacuuming. So what about track number one, The Rain? Calvin put his sax solo at the start of the song and not at the end or right in the middle of it. I mean, what a way to, you know, get the song started. Bit of Snake Davis and his sax. Snake Davis? Snake. Was that his name? That's his name. Ooh. How good is that? Is that what it is? Snake Davis wrangling his sax at the beginning of the song. <laughs> oh. I've done a bit of snake wrangling in my time, but, but nobody's ever called me Snake Davis. That's so. good. Yeah. yeah. Great. Love it. Good opener. Yeah, I love it. For me, I love the first 30 seconds. Okay. That retro 80s sax solo. Yeah. It really got that feel, and then it, that dissolves into the big synth groove. There's lots of bleeps and bloops. Mm. I love those. That kind of slightly video gamey oh, kind so of sound. Oh, there's so much of that. Yeah. These are the good times in your life. So put on a smile to me, it's a happy party tune. This one gets you going. I disagree. I feel like this one, it's forcing you into fun. I like the insane. <laughs> I like the okay. like yeah, the, I like the message, These are the good times in your life, and you will get up and dance, because this is a fun song. So have fun or else. That's well, what I felt like this was. Oh, okay. Well, we and get the misery later on in the album. It, well, yes. This one it was a bit, it was just a bit lame. My only detracting comment was it was a very basic drum groove. There was no syncopation. There was nothing sophisticated about it, but it was a happy-go-lucky tune. Mm. I gave it a cross for my dance test. Right. Okay. I'm surprised. Didn't make me move. What about track number two then? Chris, did this one get you going? Ready for the weekend? What did you think? Tick. Possibly the best track on the album. Oh, really? This is, I'm going to say about this song, what you said about the last one. It's light, fun, camp, boppy, guilty dance, pleasure. It's not serious. It's unashamedly disco. Great pop dance music, and it got me moving. And I love the female disco vocal. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Mary Pierce kicks ass on that. The beginning of the song is pretty ordinary, but when she comes in, it's something else. Yeah, the way she sings, ooh, I put my shoes on and I'm ready for the weekend. Right? Great (laughs) lyric. Oh, jeez. Well, I reckon he opened with his best lyric. Counterfeit, counterfeit, that's what you're shouting at me. It starts in a dark place. There's something a bit edgy about the way he begins. But Mm. when he hits the chorus, it's a jump around, pump your fist in the air, party tune. Okay, I think foot safety is important, and I think what she's done there is given everyone a very important message. I mean, I don't know how many put ankles. Put your shoes on before you go to the yeah, club. Yeah, put your shoes on, especially the young ladies out there. If you're wearing anything higher than a six or seven or maybe even an eight-inch heel, you want to make sure that you're strapped up and ready to go. If you're using six, seven, or eight inches, you want to strap up. Definitely. I always do. Absolutely. Strap up tight and watch those slips. And, but you don't want to slip down a hole. Yeah. But you know what? If you fall down, you can always watch the stars come out. That's Track true. Number three. Love this song. See, the bass is it's a funky bass. Daft Punk. This is the sound of 2010's dance music. Yeah. Every dance this song that just, came out it's was Daft Punk. This is, right. this is bad Daft Punk. It is bad. And is he trying to be David Bowie in this? 
I have no idea because, oh, he can't sing. No, he cannot. That is one of the biggest issues I have with the album is he is not a strong singer. And when anybody else sings, it's good. But when he sings, it's rarely good. And apparently that's the reason why he gave up touring, because it was too difficult to make his voice sound okay. Lying in the grass, watching the stars come I was thought I was playing a video game. Yeah. 80s video game. This one got across for me. Okay. Didn't make me move. Okay, so we've just popped out and I have made a Cosmo. It's really nice, Dave, but I see what you mean. It's, oh my God, we're going out tonight. Let's get drunk. Oh my God, let's make some Cosmos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's that. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. I had no idea about the Cosmo. All I knew was Sex and the City is what made it famous. Apparently, it's been around from the 1930s, never really did much. And then it was Madonna that kicked it off. A New York bartending legend, Dale DeGroff. Groffy. His Groffy. mates called him Groff. Oh, okay, right. yeah. okay. He served Madonna, uh, Cosmo, at the Grammys after party. She loved it. Apparently, the people in Sex and the City picked up on this, and they decided that it would become the signature drink of that show. And from then on, it just swept the world. So what is it? It is two shots of vodka, one shot of Cointreau, one shot of lime juice, a little dash of syrup, which is optional, and then two shots of cranberry juice, shake it over ice in a cocktail shaker, pour into a coupe or a martini glass, and a little twist of orange or lime. It's kind of flexible. You can almost do whatever you want. The only difference that I've made to this one is instead of just one shot of Cointreau, it's half a shot of Cointreau and half a shot of Grand Monnier, which mm. adds a little extra something, a little yeah, je ne sais quoi. There's a little herbaceousness to it. Yeah, because that's, that's a brandy-based orange cocktail, isn't it? The Grand Monnier? You're telling the story, mate. I think so. This is my wife's favourite drink. She loves this. We once went out and had Cosmos, and the bartender used Grand Monnier rather than Cointreau, and I'd always use Cointreau. After that, I decided, oh, I better slip in a bit of Grand Monnier. Mm. So is it better with Grand Monnier or I like it. It's got a bit more depth of flavour to it. It's good. I don't drink a lot of vodka-based cocktails. Mm. When I think vodka, I think teenage preloading parties and to me this this is an ever so slightly more sophisticated version it does the job delicious cocktail dave mate yum thank you so much there was a time christian where you used to hold me good segue not bad not bad Big club track. Big fat baseline. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Do you reckon he's got a bit of a inferiority complex? It starts to creep in now. He's it, so he's like, oh, women, oh, you hate uh, me. Yeah. Oh, you, you knock left down, me. Oh. You knock down everything I do. Yeah. I think that's one of the opening lines. Do you know, apparently, Calvin Harris, not afraid of a good Twitter tirade. Really? Oh, he is famous oh. for, like, giving out some seriously fucked up... <laughs> Really? Have you got any examples? When this album was being reviewed... This is great. Somebody gave it two stars out of five. And this was posted at about 8.30 in the morning. 
Rich people's kids getting good reviews because mummy fucked the journo in the 80s. Fuck the rich people's kids with their jobs as runners on TV shows and their club nights. Fuck you. You've done nothing. Absolutely fuck all. Wow. Okay. Followed up by... Imagine the buzz of making something that you love, and after two years, you finally have something you can't wait for other people to hear. And then imagine the CD landing on the desk of a snide, rich person's kid, or pathetic London scene face. Then them skipping through the tracks in their lunch break and saying, well, it's Calvin Harris, isn't it? Two stars. He's a dickhead. But that's all true. <laughs> He's got wow. an inferiority complex. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's Glaswegian lad, I think. He's got a thing about rich people's kids. But he's, he is a rich person. He's got three. Oh, he is now. He had $300 million. Oh, Jesus. He's, he's, Went out with Tay-Tay. Really? Gave her a serve over Twitter as well. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Did he? excellent, Calvin. He's, he's, I like him more now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to the song. Our Perth listeners who know the Aberdeen nightclub or the Paramount nightclub or mm. Metropolis Frio... This one would come on, all the girls would scream because this is like the cool dance song. It's crap, but it's a dancer. So this got a tick from me. It's kind of his sound, isn't it? Yeah, and it gets grating after a while, that sound. Although the next track? Oh, Calvin, you're just so sad, aren't you? My favourite track on the album. Oh, please. I really like this track. This is the worst. Okay, so this song is called Blue. It is slightly melancholy. It is a breakup song. It opens with those strumming guitars. Mm. And then the groove has got a bit of swing to it, which oh, I like. Dearie me. And I love all those bleeps and bloops. That's the problem. That's why he's blue. He's playing too many video games and watching Tron. It wasn't just a club anthem. It's not a club not anthem. Not quite as good as it's, anything it's else. It's not a club. No, it's no, not no. That. This isn't a club album, and that's why I like it. He turns it down a little bit, and musically, I felt there was more going on this. Oh, uh, stick to your strengths, Calvin. This is garbage. It's I would have left him it's, too it's, after it's, this debacle. Do you ever see the movie where Russell Brand plays the musician? Oh, get him to the Greek. Get him to the Greek. And yeah. then there's the yeah. one before that, which is. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I never saw that one. Anyway, the make-believe band that Russell Brand plays for is called Infant Sorrow, and they sound exactly like this song. It doesn't fit in the album. Nah. It's weird. My cross. favourite. Cross. <laughs> weird. A big old cross. I know. Okay. But there again, that highlights the fact that we do have very different musical tastes. In Absolutely. This group, and mine is right, and you guys and I'm just We all feel the same way, yeah. <laughs> Chris, I'm so glad I'm not alone in that. Oh. Oh, that's oh. a good one. Hey, Big Euro house track. I loved this so much. What a stupid intro for what is the best song on the album. Yeah. It's just- It's a club anthem. I love the intro. Oh, Jesus. What? It's dark. It's not dark. It it's is. crap. Can you find all that you stand for has been replaced with mountains of gold? God, I can't do this anymore. Though I'll be laid down on the to me, it sounds like he's had enough. He's disillusioned with the whole scene. He's standing at his decks waiting for a New Year's Eve party, which is going to kick off. And he's really having doubts about it. Then the song starts going. People are waving, jumping and everything. Then he's on board and he goes with it. I really like this dark undercurrent. Oh, I think song. you're looking too hard here. There's no depth to Calvin. No. Nah. 
There is nothing You're to You're giving this. him depth that it's doesn't is all not surface. there. It's classic Ibiza sound. But I just love the way it takes its time to get there. Something you said earlier, Christian, this is more 90s than 2000s. This is Ministry of Sound, Obita, Anthem. Right out of somewhere you'd see in some Euro trash dance party, Tiesto. And there's, you know, one little DJ and about a million people all in like sparkly hair and glitter. Glow sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Half naked. And yeah, I love it. But don't Love you feel it. this whole album has got a bit of a slightly retro feel? I thought it was a bit 80s, 90s. Yep, agreed. Well, we all agreed on that song. Well, for the most part, anyway. <laughs> hey, would you guys like to taste some of my wine? I would love to. Let's pour this, baby. So, Christian, talk to us about this funky smelling thing. Mm, yeah, we've just opened this and, guys, you should smell. If I, I hold forgot- it up to the microphone. Can you you s- might be able to smell Listener, it. Listener, can you smell this? This is like I opened my gym bag after six years and the waft is phenomenal. It's like walking into a French fromagerie and all of the funky, cheesy, funk, funk, funky smells. Cheese. This reminds me of what Pinot used to be. That mm. funky, barnyardy, forest floory, earthy. Funk. Funk is the word for it. It's hard to find it nowadays. Really hard to find. It's nowadays a different it's style. Pinot's turning into lolly water. Yes, it's that whole fruit-driven strawberries and cream style. Yeah. The first taste. I'm excited. And that same smell is on your tongue. I will say, dear listener, that all those things we said about gym bags and barnyard, they're all positives. Yeah, They're not good. negatives. The reason I bought this is because I wanted to go with something that I thought was going to be funky because I see this album as fairly funky. It's by a winemaker called Timo Mayer, and it's called Dr. Mayer, and it's a German Pinot. However, the winemaker moved from Germany to the Yarra Valley in uh, Victoria back in the early noughties, around the same time this album was brought out, and then started making wine here in Australia. He then returned home and started making the same wines with German grapes. And we've got the German version here today. We've got the Dr. Mayer Remstahl Pinot, and it's 2018. And on the bottle, it says bottled by Weigand Elwanger in Germany. Okay, cool. This wine is made in Germany, but don't get it confused with his even better Pinot that he makes in the Yarra Valley. Do you know what they call Pinot in Germany? No. What? Spatburgunder. Oh, I love it. Spatburgunder. Spatburgunder, which means, I think it's late Burgundy. Burgundy is Pinot. Yeah, Yeah, it's where it's from and the style. It's late late harvest. Yeah. When you think German wine, what do you think? Liebfraumilch. A Riesling or a Blaufrankisch, I think. Yeah. If you were going red. There's less red because it's pretty cold up in Germany. This will be from the south of Germany, which is a little bit warmer, so the Pinot can get riper. I wouldn't have said this was Pinot. Yeah, it's different, isn't it? I am loving it. Mm. I'm getting, you know, the crumble at the bottom of a cheesecake. Like a candied. Ever so slightly. Gorgeous. This guy, Timo, does a lot of stuff with whole bunch ferments to get a bit nerdy with it. Usually you'd get the grapes off the vine, put them through a de-stemmer, which pulls all the grapes off, and then you crush the grapes. This guy just chucks the whole thing in with stems and all. And then what happens is 
you're not crushing at all, so you're just using the weight of the grapes. You end up with these pockets underneath that are anaerobic, which means there's no oxygen in there, and then the ferment happens inside the berry. So that's called carbonic maceration that he it's uses. It's trendy, isn't it? It yeah. is very trendy, yeah. but it brings out those candied flavors as yeah. well, and it, you'd use it for more like fragile sort of flavors. Yeah. The risk is that you get huge amounts of tannin and huge amount of woody and grassy notes from the stems and stuff, but- if you manage it, you can produce something pretty good. So, he loves doing all that stuff, apparently. This is pretty dry. Yep. The main fruit I'm getting is strawberry. I thought strawberry cheesecake, not the dark cherry flavor that you normally expect from a Pinot. But, oh my God, I love this wine. It's herbaceous. I wouldn't say it's overly fruity. Definitely not on the palate. Mm. It smells like strawberries on the nose. And sweat. Strawberries and sweat. It's so weird, guys, but honestly- Which is a great, great a for the album. Taste combination. Yeah. It tastes so good <laughs> and it smells so good. The What we're describing doesn't sound very nice, but it's really different. Spartbergender. 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 I was going to say, our German listeners, and we do have a few, whoever is in Germany listening to us, please drop us a line on our socials yeah. and tell us how badly we are murdering any German pronunciation. Or if we've ever got anything wrong. Have this you noticed that a lot of German wines are doctor something? That's a doctor who can inspect me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dr. Mayer, Dr. Lucen. Why doctor? Generally, if you see that on there, they have a doctorate in winemaking. That's, oh. that's what they do over there, apparently. Okay. So, Dr. Mayer, he is a doctor of winemaking. Not the doctor you want if you're in trouble medically. No, I'd rather have this doctor come <laughs> yeah, to my actually, house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the last thing I'll say about this before we move on, because we've just talked about wine for ages, is that this is a Qualitätswein, and that's a ranking system for all the wines in Germany, and that is the second to top, I think. How much uh, did you pay for it? You- okay, I paid a little bit for this, mm. $46. Okay. Worth every single cent for me, because yeah. uh, I'm going back and I'm going to go get this again. This is the most interesting Pinot I've ever had. Where'd you get it from? Got it from a store called The Restore here in Perth in Leaderville. But this is an available wine. Hunt it out, guys. It's really good. I really loved the fact that it took me back to old Pinot, almost like a flashback to the old Pinot that I used to used a to drink. A flashback, you yeah. say? Yes. Another video game soundtrack. Yes. It's However, all right. this was a flashback for me because when you're listening to a DJ set, there's always a song in there where you get so in your own head with the music that you're just dancing on your own mid-set, blocking out everything, and all you're doing is thinking about your own self, and this was that song for me. you got some disco diva sounds going on, and it's just it's talking to you. It's enveloping you and saying, come on, let's dance. So this got a big tick, this one for me. Okay. This is like a I like this, especially the chorus, the this is like a flashback yeah. chorus. But uh, yeah, it's just more of the same. More of the same. I love this song. It's equal top because I can just put this on at any time. And if I'm in a bad mood, I'll listen to it and I'll enjoy it. If I'm in a great mood, I'll listen to it and I'll love it. It's just does everything, especially if I'm having a really bad day. Yeah. Like. Here we go. <laughs> Waiting for it. Here it comes. Yeah. No, I can't actually. Dave, what's the, the worst day? Oh, that's right, the one. worst day. Okay. Track eight is a kisser. Must be the worst day of my life. The opening 
I liked it. The strumming guitar, Izakiz's vocal, and then Calvin Harris opening line. My first mistake was letting you into my life. Yes, it was. No, Calvin. Your first mistake was singing on this fucking song. The vocal is appalling. The worst day, it's the worst song. The lyrics in this song are so high school talent show. Oh, it's pretty mediocre. I'm sorry, but that's kind of where I feel this album is. Yes, but how can you say that this song you enjoyed? I didn't enjoy his singing, but I didn't mind the track. It's lame rap, lame guitar, lame lyrics. It's bad Prince. They're trying to be Prince, and it's bad. I'm certainly not hearing Prince in this track. Who's the rapper? Is a Is a kisser. Is a shitter. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Chris Cross Cross Cross. Chris, relax. It's it's not terrible, but it's a good example of how a couple of vocalists can just absolutely murder, murder yeah. something. Yeah, true. Oh, I do need to relax. Track nine, relax. I like the opening guitar line. Pricked my ears up. I thought, what is this? For this song, in a dance nightclub perspective, yeah. at this stage, I've gone to get a bottle of water and go to the toilet because there's nothing going on here. It's very, very boring to me, this song. But oh, okay. I heard a little Fly Like an Eagle. You know the song, Fly Like an Eagle to the Sea. I heard that in there. Okay. And I was like, oh. Well, I heard Fatboy Slim. That okay. kind of slippy, elastic heard, melody that's going on yeah. once the synth start. I heard Daft Punk. Daft Punk? Yeah. These were the three words I wrote. Boring, boring, boring. I get that. I quite like this one. So, cross. Yeah. <laughs> Got a cross from me, it. this one. I didn't mind it. There are only limits to my patience. Oh, That was terrible, wasn't it? Listeners, I'd like to apologise for every single movement yeah. into a song being a segue. And it starts with the beat of a drum A far away I took a dance at your mind I've come to play I get the buzz from your girl I buzz away In my car, my house, and my bedroom I like this song because, for me, this song sounds like a kid on a sugar high or a kid on ADHD and just watching them go. It feels like... <laughs> Do you know what I said? <laughs> what did you say? It fits perfectly. Oh, it's five minutes of Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's literally yeah. like being high on sugar. Yeah. It's a little bit psychedelic. And I like the vocoder treatment of his voice. I hated that. Oh, and I'm not a fan of the whole auto-tune thing. Yeah. But if you just do it once and you make it a really overt part, yeah. I quite like yeah. it. Yeah. I don't mind this song because of that. Cross. Okay. So you like Calvin Harris's voice in this song? I don't mind it. Yeah. I like the synth it's treatment. It's not his voice anymore. Yeah. I'm not a fan of auto-tune. Mm. Every now and again, somebody gets it right. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like he got it right this time. Did Cher get don't. it right? No. Do you believe in love Ca- the Yeah, love? give it to us. Come on. Keep going. Come on, Cher. <laughs> I can feel it. No, yeah, no, no. no you, let's not go. You can, you, can you wear the outfit that Cher... I don't want to see got that. It on <laughs> under, I've got it on. I don't no, know thank you. Right. Track 11, Burns Night. The big party come down. Yes, but stick to your strengths, Cal. Give us more bangers. 
I know what he's trying to do. He's, mm. he's, he's bringing you down. Is he trying to be more Bowie here? I was getting that as well. I thought it, it had was, merit. Yes, Bowie's Berlin trilogy. There's a lot of instrumentals on his albums. It has a similar feel to it. I really like this, but finish the album with this track. Yeah. It's the come down at the end of the yeah, part. Yeah, yes. No, please don't finish the album at this song. There's a few biggies coming after, but I reckon this should have been at the end. For me, it's just a track thing. Was it a bit Floydy? Yeah, like a bit trippy. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a dance song. What about track 12? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. La, la, la. Have you played Mario Kart? Yes. Do you know the track Rainbow Road? Yes, I've done it. Where it's just rainbows and no sides and you fall off if you yeah. hit the sides. Right. This is the song. I don't get it. It's cowbells and crap. I Cross. love this song so much. Oh. I hate this song. I hate it. <laughs> I love the guitar opening. I love the cowbell. For me, it's a bit Prince and MJ. I don't know why I, did get I love this song. I did song. get Prince. You're right. In this Lo- album. Prince this never song. did anything this bad. It's one of my favourites. Oh, oh, dear. And I mean, the song the- is called Yeah, 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 La, La, La. Strongest lyric in the whole track. <laughs> I mean, is this a Eurovision episode? I'm, thank you. I just... Uh, yeah, true. I like the cowbells at the beginning of the track. As soon as the cowbells stop, just get me out of here. Yeah, I'm with you. Do you know this was a Coke advertising jingle? Was it really? Yes. Okay, that makes a lot Sorry, of sense. Sorry, Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola. <laughs> no, the other Coke. Yeah. <laughs> All right, lads, how you doing? Oh. How's everything going there? I've been, been a bit busy for a while. I haven't seen you fellas. Is Hello, Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Oh, I'm so glad you know my name. We, we just away. love your smooth and silky voice. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> no, no, I, 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 my voice is a bit hoarse because I've been, been quite busy with uh, a few of my cash cows lately. I've been been uh, picking up some new fans, you see. I've been doing my psychic readings, as you know, but, well, I've found a new media. I've been doing it on my only fans. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I just take my shoes off and they look at my corns and look at my fungus and... <laughs> And I give him a reading. I feel it in my corns. Then, hey, uh, before I get into that, would you like a quiz? Yeah, sure. Love one. Oh, okay. That sounded gross. I feel it in my corns. <laughs> now, here's question number one: Is it a rapper or is it an insult? Oh, this is very <laughs> here we good. go. I like is this. it a rapper or is it an insult? Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay. Good little shit stain. <laughs> That's got to be an insult. Uh, Am I a rapper or am I an uh, insult? I'm going insult. Come here, little shit stain. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be an insult. Well, it's a rapper. No, it isn't. Really? Little shit stain. <laughs> You're making this up, Next Bonnie. One. Check it out on your Spotify. Yeah. All right, here we go. Esoteric. Well, I'm going to say rapper. Yeah, rapper. It is a rapper. Well done. That's not it? even an insult. It's not an insult, no. Well, uh, you know, it's a bit. It's a, it's a, a describing a bit es- word. Esoteric. Here we go. Young Droop. Uh, Rapper. I'll go rapper. It's a rapper. Yeah. It's a rapper. Brandy Flaps. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it is. I wouldn't say rapper. It's like Brandy Snaps, but insult. Come see my Brandy. No, no, let's not finish that one. Oh, it's an insult. Yeah, it's certainly not a rapper. But what what does it mean? 
Come here, you brandy flaps. <laughs> no, anyway. Okay, moving on. Here we go. Yak balls. Yak balls. Yak balls. Yuck or yak? Yak. Yak is in the, the animal. I've seen a yak. <laughs> Do you see I its d- balls? I didn't notice it's very balls, much, no. Dave. Might um, have been female. I wouldn't know. I didn't get that close. Yeah. Rapper. Rapper. Okay. Do you want another? Yes. Go on then. All right, here we go. Lil Jizzer. <laughs> I'm going to say rapper. Rapper. No, it's actually an insult. But there is a there is a rapper called Jizz. Is there? Yeah, yeah Jizz. He's Jizz I thought that was a bit weird. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right, lads. See you later. Off you go. See you, Bonnie. See you, Bonnie. G'day, guys. Hang oh, on. hey, mate. There were some interesting things that happened while you were away. But Who was he? Bonnie Tyler. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Mm. Nice. Let's finish this album off, shall we? Okay, let's get to the dance floor banger on the album. Track 13, Dance With Me, Dizzy Rascal. What's up, darling? I've been keeping my eye on your movement. I can't see no room for improvement. But why you all over there on your Jack Jones? You need to let me get behind your backbone. Cause I'm the man for the job, let me work here. I won't waste no time, I'll make it worth it. 100%. Possibly the most known and popular track from this album. What did you love about it? This was the only track on the album that would get me up on the floor going for it. This one. This one. Jump. If I was already on the floor, yes. I'd probably stay up for a few of the other ones. Right. I'm not big into that whole Ibiza fist pumping in the air kind of thing. I'm just not that demographic. Yeah, okay. Whereas, there's something about Dizzy Rascal that just does it for me. I like him. The things you liked about Dizzy Rascal were his grit and his grime. He was a breath of fresh air, and then he just sold out to this dance music. I agree with you. This is the poppier side of Dizzy, but I'm up for this one. He still brings enough to this. This was the song of the summer, 2008. Dance with me. It was yeah. smashing every. Club. I know. I love it. I just don't know why it's on this album. Dizzy Rascal made this. Yeah, it doesn't fit, does it? If I'm out on my own, then I can look at you looking at me. If I'm out on a date, then I just shut my eyes, then I can see. Get away from the bar. Tell your boyfriend, hold your jaw and dance with you me. Dance with me. That's what I'm asking, B. So let's party, B. Come and dance with me. I've been on the dance floor and this track has come on and the dance floor has just gone off. That doesn't mean the dance floor is informed. The dance floor is <laughs> not informed. Inform, inform the but dance the floor. Thing, it was, it was it's a massive, just, massive like, hit. Just stopped them all, you packed should, them on should, the shoulder. Excuse me. Nice. Excuse me. Off. It's out, out of here, please. <laughs> You'll find your ways to the exits. I love, I love this book. song. This <laughs> I think it's a cracker. It's a cracker. It's brilliant. It's boring. It's one of the better songs on the album. There's nothing there. I would leave the dance floor if this song came on. Okay. Well, okay. Did- well, I'm glad you were looking forward to Silicon Eater. Is that how you say it? I don't know. We've already had the come down track halfway through the album. Which was weird. And then it's like, oh, let's do another one. Yeah. Bring us down some more. But this is the real one, where you're rolling a joint in the morning, the sun's coming up. Yeah. This is the song that you're listening to. But yeah, at this stage, I'm like, uh Yeah, don't need this one. Yeah, nah. Well, that means we're at the end of the album. It Great. Does, it does indeed. We what, are. What a so, long album. It was a lot longer than I thought it yes. needed to be, like you said earlier, Dave, but 
Glad we got to the end. Well, I think it's time for the old picheroo. Okay. Oh, what are we going to vote with? Yeah. Flashbacks? Yeah, flashbacks is good for me. I think that's a good idea. I've had let's a couple tonight, so let's do flashbacks. Out of 10, pitch to me. For me, this album was good, but pretty straightforward. And a Cosmo is good. It's nothing fancy. It's going to do what you want it to do. Get you ready for the weekend. It's a well-balanced, bright, sweet and sour cocktail. And Calvin Harris has managed to add a little bit of dark and light into his lyrics, which some of us enjoy. The big one was, this is a vodka-based cocktail, and nothing screams preloader louder than vodka. So this really does get me ready for the weekend. Love it. Cristiano? My first mistake was putting my original wine into the freezer. (laughs) Which is what I actually did tonight. And I didn't bring this wine in on purpose. Unlike this panel, this wine represents a young and youthful taste. But like all good wine and music, it's based upon a great history. And this album, for me, is based upon a history of good music from the 90s, which again was based on disco from the 70s. And this Pinot has a historic taste. It is not a Pinot of today. It is a Pinot of yesterday. And... Timo and Calvin have stood on some shoulders of giants to create something, for me, what was very, very funky. And that's my pitch. Okay, so we are going to vote which drink the Cosmopolitan or the Pinot Noir from Germany Best Matches, Ready for the Weekend by Calvin Harris. Look, it's no contest this evening. The Pinot Noir, which you planned for a long time to bring this wine, didn't you, Christian? Yeah. No, you've cooked it tonight, but... Do you want to tell everyone what happened? All right. Well, I got home from work a little bit late. Yeah. And I forgot that I hadn't pre-chilled the initial wine that I was going to bring. Right. And I thought, well, hey, let's put it in the closest chilling receptacle that I've got. That is my freezer. Mm. And I left it in there for a little bit too long. It was only in there for an hour and it froze up. You couldn't use it, could you? So, I actually went with what actually I think is a better wine. It is a much better wine than the wine that I think you had planned, but I don't think it matches the album very well. So, I'm going to give this one, the wine, a four. The cocktail, however, if I'm going out, it's getting me ready for the weekend. So, I'm going to give that a eight. I loved Christian's wine. That German Pinot was spectacular and far too good for this album. Too complex, interesting, different This is not a complex, interesting, different album. It's a great party album. Get you ready for the weekend. And so for me, Cosmopolitan will get nine flashbacks. And although I love this wine, it's only going to get three flashbacks. Cristiano? Look, yeah, I brought this wine in because I really wanted a delicious drink tonight. So I uh, don't think it matches the album. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five. The Cosmo... Beautiful. It was delicious. It was super light, and I didn't even realize I was getting into it until I did, which matches the album really well for me. Let's give that an eight. So, if we tote it up tonight, it's no surprise that... Oh, hang on a second. Oh, sorry, everyone. Uh, the guys I wanted to vote for the Bintang at the start. Was, oh, was, we voted for the Bintang? Nine, nine, Christian, ten. Oh, and I'll give that a ten. So, that's 29 out of 30 for the Bintang. At the very start of the episode. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, very good. Oh, no, wow. I, that was good. Well I'm, done. No, I feel a Twitter tirade. Yeah. Can we actually... I feel, do you think do Calvin's we vote? come after us? 
Yeah. I oh, hope how good so. would that be? I would really I'm going to tag him. Got to get yeah. you. Because we said some, he said some nice things, but some derogatory things yeah. about Calvin. He won't hear you for all the money that's stuffed in his that's ears. That's true. <laughs> anyway, voting tonight, we had the cocktail, which was a Cosmopolitan, lovely. The wine was a Pinot from Germany, which was delicious. But taking it out tonight with 25 flashbacks out of 30 flashbacks was the Cosmopolitan versus the 12 flashbacks out of 30, which is probably one of the lowest scores we've had for the entirety of the show. Shows what happens when we actually put some effort in. And uh, (laughs) there we go. Let's go to recommendations, ladies and gentlemen. Musically, this is not particularly my thing. So I've gone with a few albums that I did listen to that were dance albums of that era. Fatboy Slim and an Australian band, The Presets, Apocalypse. Oh, I love that album. Love them. They're a bit grittier than this. Way grittier. And Dig Your Own Hole by the Chemical Brothers. Okay. All three things you said are way better than this album. Everything's way better than this. Steady on. We did wham. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'd probably go David Guetta, Tiesto, Faithless, Prodigy. If you can get hold of some 90s Ministry of Sound, especially some of the Boy George stuff, really interesting, good house music. I had um, Bag Raiders, Milo. Do you remember Milo? Oh, my God. Avicii. I said David Guetta and Mika or Micah. I don't know what they say. I remember I can the see, guy with the high voice. Yeah, yeah. I had that as yeah, well. Okay. So that's what I had for musical recommendations. But I can't wait to hear your Spotify playlist, Dave. It's going to be a banging gym workout. My wife and I were like, how is Dave going to put this together? And I cannot wait to listen to that one. Yep. Swedish house, I- Swedish house mafia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Avicii, another one as well, I maybe? said Avicii because, oh. again, you weren't listening. But- <sighs> Gosh, just listen once. What was that? Yeah, that's what I thought. What about drinks recommendations? Drinks? Drinks. <laughs> drinks, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing to compare this to. Okay. I don't know. Wine-wise, I'd say old-school Pinot or stick with German or Austrian or Swiss red wine. I wouldn't say Australian Pinot. It's no. really not the same. So old-world Pinot. Try some something from Burgundy, perhaps. And as far as the cocktails... This started the whole modern cocktail culture. I think it is the absolute classic modern cocktail. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just say drink cocktails. This is a good one to start with. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's the show for the evening, folks. Look, we do have to apologize for extending our publishing schedule to more of a three-weekly than a two-weekly schedule. But, look, we're just busy people. And once the podcast happened, you know, people just want their piece of us. So, you know. But I will remind you, we're still looking for that album for our David Bowie final episode for this season. So hit us up on the socials and, and let us know what your favourite David Bowie album is. And we will look at that in episode 10 of this series. Can I add in, we've had more votes for Hunky Dory, very early Bowie. And I know that <laughs> Ziggy is also beginning to gain some traction and okay. i've got my fingers crossed for ziggy Stardust. oh i love ziggy Stardust. i just think all that's over it magnificent album so join us for episode seven next time you hear from us which is going to be another modern album which we don't do a lot of and it's going to be rihanna's good girl gone bad which is not even an album that i have listened to but no. i'm sure i've heard every song on it a lot of bangers on that yeah, one. yeah mm. absolutely Thanks for listening, folks. It's good night from me. It's good night from Christian. Auf Wiedersehen. And it's good night from David. Good night. Good night.